0: Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I am Bobby Belt, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105 through The Fan in Dallas. Joined, as always, by former Super Bowl-winning NFL scout, Brian Broadus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday. Uh, he's also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And uh, he's he's a big fan of catfish, I learned today. Loves catching them. Uh, lo- loves just, uh, you know noodling. He likes to go in there, uh, do do the straight noodling with his arm. Uh, Brian, how you doing today, man?
1: And that voice is of Bobby Belt, <laughs> who is trying to antagonize me tonight as we get started <laughs> with this show. Bobby is uh, part of uh, RJ and uh, Sean and RJ with Bobby, uh, 530 to 10 every morning, Monday through Friday. Uh, also, the Cowboys insider for 105.3, the fan. And also, our host here of Love of the Star Podcast and of the Draft Show. And you can listen to yes. the Draft Show every Wednesday and Thursday. So, yes, Bobby, um, catfishing is not my favorite thing to do. And I've never noodled in my life. The only noodles <laughs> I like come in like uh, maybe uh, an a, Italian dish. Yeah, the only sure. I like.
0: I, I got gotcha. you. Uh, it's funny when you guys were talking about that on G Bag today, and uh, you were mentioning the the weirdest thing you've ever pulled up, and you said it was a catfish while while fishing. I'll tell you what, and we'll get started here shortly. Uh, we used to fish on this golf course where there were always like pretty good bass and and everything else. There, one time we pulled a drum out of there, not like the instrument, but the actual fish, like a red drum.
1: That's a terrible fish.
0: It's an it's an. Ugly, gross fish. But it, we pulled that out and was like, I have no idea how this got in here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I Never.
1: When we fish and there's like, in our, at the lake and there's when we catch a catfish, it's like, it's so rare because of what we tried to do with the lake and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm not used to pulling up catfish. But there's we there were a lot of people that caught a lot of weird things uh, that were texting in today. So uh, all I can say is keep fishing. You know? Yeah. Yeah, that's what you, know,
0: that's, that's you got to do. Just keep fishing. We're, we're about to hit springtime. It's going to be peak, uh, peak fishing season here. Uh, Brian, we, we do have a little bit of uh, – we're, we're going to talk a lot of combine and, and draft in today's show, but uh, we do have a little bit of uh, late breaking news as we record this. Uh, several different people, Tom Pelissero, Jordan Renan, uh, different folks reporting that Odell Beckham Jr. is going to hold a workout for NFL teams on Friday in Arizona. Uh, and that this will be a chance for him to show what he's got, what he can do. Uh, would you expect that the Dallas Cowboys will be out there, Brian?
1: I would say that somebody from the pro personnel department would be at that workout. Um, right now, uh, I think the college scouts are on break. Uh,
0: until uh, until next week, yep.
1: Until next week. So. Uh, I don't think they have a scout that lives in that area, Bobby. You know where all these scouts live better than me. That maybe there's somebody is do they have a California scout? Uh,
0: they do. do they have
1: somebody that lives in California.
0: I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you, no. They don't have that. I'll tell you what they could what do. Is
1: Kubiak? Does Kubiak live in Colorado?
0: I think he does. Yeah, I'm not okay. sure, but I but I do know that that he splits time as a as a national scout on the college site, and he also does pro scouting work. There you so. Go be he yeah. might be a, a natural fit uh but but it'll be interesting to see if anybody uh goes out there and and has anything like how do you feel at this point brian about the prospects of odell beckham jr as a cow do you think this is eventually just something that we're, we're going to see happen
1: um i've said this a bunch on uh, our shows on 105.3 i've said it for DallasCowboys.com with the the break uh with Derek and nick and ambar Um, I just feel like, Bobby, there's been so much legwork on this. Uh, There's been so much legwork by Adam Pacifica and Todd Williams and, you know, Stephen Jones. And, uh, you know, unless somebody in the organization has stood up and when they brought Odell in, if somebody stood up and said, hey, Jerry, we do not need this guy uh, for this reason or this reason or You know, uh, I don't know how many guys over there or gals have been uh, a descending voice. Uh, There could be a couple that they might really, really trust. And there might be some that have not said a bad thing about Odell Beckham at all. Um, I feel like that the Cowboys, this is their type of move. Uh, It just seems like to me that they've worked really, really hard on this. And they try to get it done during the football season. And now they have a little bit better understanding. They're a little bit further along. The pressure of getting ready for a season is not there. So yeah, I, I could I could see where I could see where they absolutely try and get this done. Yeah,
0: and I I uh, that's where I think the some of this discussion about a big move coming and, and things like that. If they sign Odell Beckham Jr., I, I think fans should be prepared for the Cowboys saying, "There it is. That's it." That's the one. That's the big move that we made. Um, And I feel like the gravity of that is more impactful when we were discussing about the potential of doing it in December, when you're in the middle of the year and it's just a it's a shot in the arm that you weren't going to be able to get anywhere else. Now that you're hitting free agency, there are different people who are going to be available to, to acquire. You're in draft season. You can get younger players who may be more efficient, you know, for, for cost versus production than Odell Beckham jr. So now I don't feel like it makes as much sense. I I, I was willing to pay the premium and even lock in for another year. If it meant getting the opportunity to add a player mid season, late season, that nobody else was going to be able to add a a player of that caliber. It was was really going to give you an advantage to, to improve your football team in December that, you know, it was not easily acquired. Uh, Now I, I just, I don't know so much, um, but it, it's something that, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on. I feel like eventually this is just Odell ends up here in some form or fashion at some point. Now, now when is that some point? I don't know. Um, as a Texas Rangers fan, I remember the years of flirtation about Lance Berkman was eventually going to become a Ranger, and sure enough, he did, but he was 38, and he didn't care anymore, and <laughs> it didn't really uh, have much of an impact. That's kind of how I feel like this is. It may be now. Uh, it may be something where a year and a half from now is when Odell Beckham Jr. gets here. But I feel like at some point in his career, Odell Beckham Jr. is going to wear a star. I just don't know how much of an impact it's going to make.
1: Well, you know, there's there's several wide receivers that are out on the market. Uh, you know, uh, one of the ones we were talking about, I mean, if uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was a guy, I, I know the, the 33rd team, if you're not familiar with the 33rd team's work, that's the uh, organization that was started by Matt, uh, Mike Tannenbaum. Uh, it's Great got a stuff. Lot of form- yeah, it's got a lot of former NFL coaches. It's got former NFL general managers. It's got former players. Uh, you know, there was – Greg Jennings put out his top 10 free agent receivers, and Odell Beckham was not on his list. But – it's funny, Noah Brown was number nine on his list. So interesting. Yeah. So Greg Jennings, uh, you know, he was talking about with Smith Schuster, uh, you know, uh Slayton from the Giants uh was the top of, of, of a guy. So yeah, it's uh there there are wide receivers out there that won't cost you the uh, won't cost you the money or the cap space that Odell Beckham will will cost you but and, and a little bit younger and probably a little bit more healthy. So I as as much as I I think that this is going to get done, uh I, I don't know. I mean, because there's a you know we you and I uh and uh you know you and I Zach Wolchuk and Aisha Morrison had a really good discussion uh Thursday morning on the draft show about yep. wide receivers and who was going to be there and you know if say, Johnston, the receiver from TCU, were to somehow get to you, would you take him? You had your concerns about his playing strength, you know, and rightfully so. He's a tall, thin guy. But the Cowboys, I don't think there's a really great option out there unless you're going to potentially trade for Hopkins. You know, that to me, if you're willing to give up a second round pick and take that contract on, then there's your fix at wide receiver to go along with C.D. Lamb and Gallup and, you know, and have Hopkins. That would be a pretty formidable group, I think. But that's your best fix because depending on what you trust with these wide receivers in the draft, the ones in free agency or going out and getting a deal Beckham that a lot of people might think is broke down, there's, uh, you know, those are, those are really your best options.
0: Well, we'll keep an eye on the Odell Beckham Jr. market. How, how
1: do you feel? How do you feel? I mean, you made a really good point about Johnston from you know, I don't mm-hmm. think I don't think Smith and Jigba from Ohio State gets to you. I just don't. I, I think don't either. That, I mean, you might have a shot at, at getting Johnston. Uh Hyatt from Tennessee might be a guy that you might be interested in. We'll see if in fact that he could get to you. But I I just I think it's really kind of a little bit of a crapshoot. I don't think this wide receiver group, and if you listen to us here on this show and on the draft show and our, our regular radio programs, I, I don't think this is one of the kind of wide receiver group that we've seen of the last two, three years for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, you, we're obviously a little down on on some of these receivers. And they are – I think a lot of these guys are, are, are good football players and have a chance to be really good football players. And I think there's some depth that receiver in the draft. I think there's some, some decent targets. Uh, there's just, there's not any of those big name studs. There's not the, you know, Jamar chase, Justin Jefferson, CD Lamb. Like it's not those guys this year. Um, now, now maybe they end up becoming those guys. Like, like I mean, that, that's certainly possible, but just as prospects, how we grade them coming out. Um, there's, there's not a lot to be excited about. I think you you can see warts on just about all of them. You know, we talk about Quentin Johnston. I think Quentin Johnston has tremendous upside, and I think he could potentially be a, a really good player. Uh, there are questions, I think, at times in terms of his his toughness, making catches in traffic. Um, there, there's some focus drops at times, I think. Uh, the, the getting off of press is going to be – a, a big thing for him. And, and his play strength is going to be a big thing for him. Uh, Jordan Addison, I thought, uh, who I'm a big fan of and think he's a really good route runner and everything else. But man, when you talk about a guy who, who weighs 173 pounds, and then he's running out, you know, a borderline four or five, his verticals 34, he's barely jumping 10 feet in the broad. It's a little like, okay, I that that's concerning testing for a guy as small as you are. And then Smith and Jigba is a guy who, uh, you know, has has dealt with injuries, and you know, I think there's some some questions about there. There's a little bit of a projection there too with Smith and Jigba. I think instead of just like a man, this is a a high floor, no concerns type of player, uh, and so the receivers are, are going to put you in a bit of a bind. You, you may hit on one of them. One of them may be a stud. I, I'll tell you, Brian. One thing that I'm I'm starting to think, and we've talked about this name before. But if you don't get a tight end in the first round or anything else, or, or you draft a different position, if you're sitting there in the second round, and I, I don't think you would be on board with this in the second, but I think I could be talked into Cedric Tillman in the second round.
1: I, I don't have a problem with Cedric Tillman. I wide receiver it, Tennessee. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a problem with him. I, I really don't. I. I, I think they're. You know, when you watch him play. Uh, you know, I I was okay. I just I didn't feel like that there was a guy that was fast, you know, and I I didn't, you know, it 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 reminded me and maybe this is a this is not a bad thing. Cedric Tillman from Tennessee reminded me of these guys you see playing at the LA Chargers. That that receiving crew that the Chargers have. You know, you 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 got guys that have really dependable hands. You see them, you see them just steady the way they run their routes. You know how physical they are. You know this guy will run through arm tackles. He's kind of somewhat of a bully. I kind of see those guys at the Chargers a little bit of a bully. You know, he he's going to play opposite uh, of Hyatt. And I thought it was a really nice one-two punch. One guy could really fly. One guy was really a vertical player. I just didn't see Tillman as being that guy, that you know, fast and quick kind of twitch guy. But I felt like he ran better than I thought he was going to run uh at the combine. So yeah, maybe you know, testing and training will help you in that guard to run faster if he can kind of have that as his play speed. I feel like you would have a guy, but, you know, the guy that Bob, Bobby, that people, that the people that believe in the metrics, the numbers and
0: Mm -hmm.
1: what they translate to, but here's a guy that's slightly built, but, you know, there's not much size to his frame. The guy I'm talking about is Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. Now Mm -hmm. there, there There's some physical toughness to Marvin Mims as a player. And, you know, you could see him run through arm tackles and stuff and run away from defenders. He makes things happen with the ball in his hands. If that's kind of what the Cowboys have in Oklahoma with C.D. Lamb, throw him the ball, let him run. You know, that was what, you know, Lamb was just a, a, a taller, thinner guy. But this Marvin Mims, if you look at all the physical testing and the metrics and relate to that, Marvin Mims should be a first-round player if you follow the testing. The tape is good. The only thing that you worry about him a little bit is there are times when you watch him match up on the outside, and he will struggle to get off the line a little bit. That's the only thing. you know. But the balance, the body control, the hands, the feet, I mean – He's a super super productive player, and his 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 slight build, you know, might turn some scouts off. But if you look at the testing numbers that that shouldn't that shouldn't turn anybody off.
0: Yeah, I mean, he he tested really impressive. Uh, when you look at the way he went out there, four, three, eight, 40 yard dash, almost a forty inch vertical, almost eleven feet on the broad jump, six nine three cone, really really impressive. Been productive um i think you're right i think the question about him is how 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 adept is he at at getting open when he's outside in terms of there's or, or not getting open but how well does he project at getting open at the nfl level on the outside that that could be a problem for him and you're gonna have to project there a little bit back to tillman i'm gonna make one comparison for you real quick yeah i want when- Tell me if it's a bad one because the player I'm about to compare him to, I believe you would have scouted pretty pretty heavily.
1: Okay.
0: Does Cedric Tillman? And this is a blast from the past. Cedric Tillman reminds you of Marty Booker.
1: It was the old Chicago Bears?
0: Yep. 1999. Louisiana yeah. Monroe, third round pick.
1: Yeah. Yeah. that's uh, I think. That's
0: honestly with like whenever I've watched Tillman, that's the name that comes to mind to me is Marty Booker generally a possession receiver but incredibly tough at the catch point yeah um you know somebody who we, we talked about the whole my ball mentality last year right, right. Cedric Tillman is my ball and Cedric Tillman is not going to shy away from anything you're never going to see the uh the old Todd Pinkston uh Freddie Mitchell alligator arms you're never going to yeah. see that with Cedric Tillman so I, I think in terms of, when you talk about timing-based routes and catching in traffic and some of these quick slants. I think Tillman, it, it doesn't bug me so much that he's not a burner.
1: Yeah, but but the thing about, you're right about Tillman because I can say, I have the utmost respect for those Chargers receivers. But yeah. I, I mean, and just going through my notes again, this guy is, I mean, he, he for a big man, is one of my notes, for a big man, he can make adjusting receptions in a small space. So- mm-hmm. I, you know, if if you, if you could do those kinds of things, you're good with your feet, you're steady with your routes and you're fast enough, then I, I think there's some merit to having you in this league.
0: You're listening to the love of the star podcast. The love of the star is an odyssey podcast. You can get it on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.